BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Stackin' Pennies presented by Mobile One. Big show today breaking down McDowell's indie domination. Two more opportunities for playoff spots. Who is going to get them? We have some pit road boats and woe of the week. And one of them is probably mine. This is Stacking Pennies. Stacking them deep, selling them cheap. It tastes like gasoline, rubber, and victory. We're just out here stacking pennies. All right, guys, I'm Corey LaJoy, driver the number seven Camaro. Um, still frustrated. I'll tell you why in a minute. But I'm joined by the normal band of characters. Minus one to my left, Ryan Flores. Hey there. How's the appendix feeling? It's gone. There's I guess no you wouldn't pen- feel yep, it. Yep, it's, yeah, I guess you wouldn't feel it. I feel it. good, but uh, I'm ready to rip. How, when's the when's the, the I think, date? I think, I think I'm going to come back to Daytona. Oh. No matter what we do from here. I see you, Daytona. You promised me one Daytona. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Chuck Bush. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. Going well. I was frustrated. I, I had one of those. I felt like Kurt Busch on Sunday afternoon. Felt like your cousin, Chuck. I had a car that had tremendous speed. Our Gamebridge Camaro qualified 14th, career best qualifying effort on a road course. I was pumped up about that. We had a little bit, uh, knocked the toe out there when Joey backed it into the entire field on that second restart. So I knocked the toe out. Front Didn't toe or rear toe? Front toe. Didn't drive quite as good. After that, but still settled in 14th, 15th, somewhere in there, looking like a solid day. Couldn't ask for any better, too, because the way, as good as we qualified, with no cautions, you have, I don't know, a really good opportunity to have a strong finish if you start with good track position. Came down and bet on pit road like an idiot. You were looking like a real freaking uh, road course racer Which there for a while. Which makes me even more pissed off Mixing because, man, I've been spending a lot of time trying to just figure out the just the, the way to attack brake zones, looking at SMT, working with our with working with Ryan Sparks, working with Roy to just get our cars driving better road courses. And then you go and you speed point zero nine miles an hour and you entirely ruin How your did day. you speed? What happened was the only green flag stop of the day come down, put four tires and fuel in it. So you drag some people do it different. I hold 10% of gas or whatever it takes, and I drag brakes, right? So it, if you don't drag brakes, the car tends to buck. If it's in, like, the low RPM, it'll go rup, 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 and kind of be harder to find your lights. So I gas and brake, double foot it, and hold it within the RPM range to find your pit road speed. So I found my pit road speed after the pit stop, and we have a bar of circle dots, and there's, like, six green dots, and then there's two red dots. And generally – you can flash a one red dot, and that's like 40, in this case, 44.8, all right? We give ourselves a little bit of a buffer. So I was holding all greens. I was giving myself a little bit of a, a barrier just because I didn't feel like it was worth pressing. And I was like, oh, 
generally with new tires, I'll reach down and put about two rounds of rear brake bias in the thing so I don't lock a front tire up on stickers. So I look at my dash from pit road lights. I look down for, I don't know, two wrist cranks worth of rear bias. And as I look up, I was in two red lights, uh, which is speeding. And I tried to slam on the and brakes. You were past the line, right? You don't know where the line is. It oh, was okay. the, it was the middle of pit road, right? Because there's there's 15 segments, and it's just t- oh, a lapse time over the segment. So it's not like somebody sits there and has a, a yeah. gun. It's if you are fast in a segment. So I knew that I was heavy a light that I had to give it back. So I just slammed on the brakes to try to get it back. And unfortunately, I was already out of that segment mm-hmm. that I was speeding in. So. Uh, I feel like I let the team down. I feel like I let, let a lot of people down with this weekend being a big week with Gainbridge on the car. They have a huge presence at, at Indianapolis, just in downtown, but also at the racetrack. Uh, got to spend a little time with Dan Dan Dude. Towers on Saturday during the IndyCar race, but uh, shot myself in the freaking foot. The worst on is Sunday. when you do that and you're like, oh, f-, and then you get back out on the track and you're like, eh, Wait, maybe. you're just waiting on. You're it. like, you're like, yeah. It's well, like when you come home, your dog had like the house or like chewed something you know and they're acting weird yeah but you don't know what it is yet it's that it's that's how you feel like you're like the dog you're kind of like uh and then then every time the mic keys you're like yeah uh." well because there's a lot of times where you feel like you're pushing lights and then you like the first lap and a half after the green flex up you're like "Mm, okay we went two laps Okay, I'm good. Yes. <laughs> yeah, back to the race. Yeah, yeah, your focus shifts back. Yeah, so my I was having radio issues too. I couldn't really hear, and I was sitting there messing with switches and turning radios on, and I, I got it turned on like two laps after the yellow, and my secondary spotter, Stefan Parsons, was like, we have to come this time. I'm like, <laughs> come down, lose, uh, go from, I don't know, 15th to last, and then you got no cautions the rest of the day, you- which stunk. You ass-packed our only, the only guy on the that brought a caution. Yeah. There's only been one caution. We got him here on the show today to talk about yeah, it. Justin Haley. So my man got T-rashed by, by Joey on the third lap of the race, was cosmetically wounded, running slow, but not just slow on the straightaway because his car was super draggy. Yeah. So I catch him. It was the first time I got around him. I catch him, and I was like, I don't know three car lengths back into seven, the, the, like the backstretch heartbreaking zone under the bridge. And I didn't realize he was give, he was going to give me the bottom in the corner. Smashed so he him. checked up like 200 feet earlier than I expected. And, and I got to the brakes and locked the rears up and just absolutely annihilated him with like, it was like 25 to go, 30 to go. So it knocked my ductwork loose. It crushed the snorkel inlet for the, for the 30 laps to go in a race. Yeah. Really? It was, yeah. That's so, a long 30 laps around that place, bro, though. Tell me about it. We went from running uh, 30, 30s. I mean, we were probably three-tenths off of McDowell, cause, and, and the nine was probably the fastest car. He was 89, 90s. We went from th- that to 32 flats, instantly knocked a second and a half out of the car. Just What by, about Balicki? What, what uh, I thought he was then? giving me the bottom, and then he closed it off, and I was in there. Similar to what you guys did with the 16. No. The 16 moved y'all out of the way. The, see, I was, I, listen, I wasn't even there, but I will say this. No, y'all. Hey, well, I'm on the team. I'm there. And your name's Ryan. But I was like proud to see it because the 16 just bombed it in there. He did bomb it and, in there. And I feel like people take advantage of, of Blaney at road courses. I do. I think that at the end of the races or in the, you know, when, when it gets, 
especially when the pay window opens, he ends up backwards more often than not. Yeah. And you know, where do you end up? I think tail end of the top, t- like no, maybe like twelfth or fourteenth. But yeah, I mean, I'm if look, you reap what you sow. He came in there like Ryan arced his corner. And the 16 drove in there and blasted him and then was going to drive on. And guess what? Sorry. Not today, sir. So, yeah, you don't. But then he was mad. The 16. The Almendinger yeah. is the person I get the most frustrated with. Like, we we battled with him on the Xfinity side when I changed tires for Austin. And, like, there was stuff that I, I feel like they, they were, like, the kings of doing stuff to you but not wanting it done to them. Yeah. Right? Like, I can race you like that, but you can't race me like that. So, I don't know. Not my fight. I wasn't even there. I don't really know exactly what happened, but yeah. But 12 finished better than 16 did. Yeah. Spun them right out. Yeah. but Somebody, the- Who, we could talk about the international guys. I, In my opinion, that was the stoutest competition for a road course race in the history of NASCAR. So this Instagram post by NASCAR, Hit seven countries, yep. 17 Xfinity Series championships, nine Cup Series championships, four IMSA championships, three Truck Series championships. Three supercar championships, mm. two WEC championships, and one Formula One championship. Holy cow. Dude, that's like – and then the wins, obviously, 936 NASCAR National, 82 supercar, 45 IMSA, 15 Formula One, and five IndyCar wins. Like, you're not getting that parity in a field anywhere. anywhere. You're not getting that at – you're not getting that at SRX. You're not getting that in anywhere. IndyCar. F1. You're not getting it anywhere. So – No, and, and like – I love to see it. I love guys coming in. And also, it's like a little bit of a tester. Like, hey, guys, can we keep up with the best that's out there? And, you know, you, you see Kamui. He, uh, he he was fast at times. He got stenhoused. Um, Seventeen seventy six. We're the champs. He, just, he, was, he was holding our soil down. He said, don't you come on here and yeah. try to trample on yeah, our soil. Yeah, but, dude, SVG spun out. Who did he spin? Ty Gibbs. He, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Spun right out where? Uh, I think into one maybe. I, I I don't know exactly. Now you're asking me questions. I don't have the answers to, but he spun him right out. And then like even the, okay, so it's apparent the supercar guys have the most pace of anybody that's come over here and been a, say in the history of road course ringers, right? Yeah. The, cause Kostecki. It's the most relative car. But yeah. And those guys, they Real. hammer, they hammer down. Well, it's also you, you rise to the level of, of what you're with. So if you have to try to beat SVG, you're going to figure out how to find the pace that SVG does, right? Brody so, Kostecki had great pace in qualifying qual- too. Qualifying you know, 11th. He just, but he, you know, just tank slapped it. It, yep. it. I think from what I what I understand. Got on the left rear bump stop. Yeah, because you come up on, on the, where the so you're infield meets the racetrack. Yeah, it's turn 11. It's a fast, you're asking a lot out of the left rear tire there. And you're in, and that's also right where the alternative start finish line is, right before that corner. So you have to so you're, oh, you're wide open to it. that. You're hauling ass to it, and you're wide open to that line. And if you're on a heater of a lap, you have to try to hold that thing wide open. And if a car, if your car is on the verge of left rear bump stop, that's probably one of the, the places of the racetrack where you're going to be closest to it. And if he got through there, through the entry through center well and it catches the banking, just that difference of catching the banking probably initiated that bump stop and broke traction, and it augured in the fence. Went to a backup car, and to start shotgun Did they go the to a backup field, car? Yeah. Oh, I thought they fixed it. They no, went to a backup car. Wow. a backup car. Uh, so the fact that they started shotgun in the field with limited practice, I would say, let's give these – how about let's do, let's do a little grading system. Chuck, 
I want your opinion on this. I said last week that if SVG ran eighth or better, that would be an excellent day. And he ran tenth. Yeah. What do you give him? I give him a a B plus. That's fairly strict. I would say it's an A. He just a, won a his minus. first ever. A minus. He just won his first ever start. Yep. He's graded on a curve, dog. Okay, that's fair. A, a minus. Well, it was a little bit more, I wouldn't say equal terms. It's not equal terms because he was at a deficit coming in at a place where we've had three years of experience. But it's no su- surprise how strong Trackhouse's cars are. Daniel Suarez was on the pole. So anytime you can jump in with a key partner team like that and instantly have speed and know the car's got it in it, that certainly helps. You're going with B-plus SVG? I mean, for him, yeah. Yep. I'll go A-minus SVG. Another solid run. Two top tens in his first two races. Chuck, what do you give SVG? I'm going with an A-minus as well. Okay. I mean, I I, I think that he held his own against the guys. Uh, lap six that he spun out, Ty Gibbs. He was battling, I think, with Denny Hamlin at one point. He looked strong. Yeah. And if you factor in what he did at IRP in the trucks the night before, yep. first time on an oval, gets a race, 19th. 19th. Yeah. Like, I think he's making a strong case that he could be competitive in the Cup Series, not just on so you road are, courses. So you are hearing him in every interview. They are working on something over there. Yeah. Something's a brewing. I'd be pissed if I'm Jamie Wincup, that's for sure. Why, your, your workhorse driver's leaving you? You're, lo- you're losing your best guy. Well, pay up. Yeah. Pay up to keep the guy. But he, I, I would really love to see him come over. I could see a, a situation where he's mixing all three all three national series to get some oval experience next year. Maybe not oval on the cup side, but I could see him probably doing some road course races on the cup side and then doing some Xfinity, some truck stuff, and – those guys, I mean, they would have they would have the runway to, to develop a guy like SVG, and we certainly know he's a world-class race car driver. And he, it's not his first oval race ever. He runs sprint cars for fun. All so right, yeah, first asphalt. His first, like, first national series oval race. Yeah. He might run the Thunderdome over there. He might run the Thunderdome. Who, Who knows? knows? Next up, Brody Kostecki. Am I grading first? Yep. I give Brody a flat B. Okay. Um, I think that if that thing doesn't bottom out and get a left rear stop, he could run in the top ten. I agree. You know, that. and then that's a that's an A day. Could be an A plus um, day. And I think that you know, to recover, I, I was going to grade him against Will Byron, but Will Byron got to fourteenth because he had to start last two. But yeah, to, to recover back to twenty second on a day where you really couldn't pass and you just had to learn full green flag run, I give him I I'd give him a B for sure. I would say, I would say that I would say. I might give him a little higher grade. I think B-plus for Brody Kostecki because, one, I like him, and he came in podcast studio with him, so I'll bump his grade up a little bit. Chuck, what do you give him? I'm going solid B. Okay. Just, Let's uh, go. Yeah. I mean, I think he, he 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 looked good, overcame some issues, and, I mean, that car, it was interesting to see on the grid. It was a Kyle Busch car. Like, he was dry. It had – you could see underneath Kostecki. Yeah. On the window. Kyle's signature. Window? Yeah. And oh, then, it was wrapped over. Yeah, and there was an 8G on the hood, so okay. – um, 3G. 3G. Yeah. 8G. It's the 8 car. Yeah. Yep. Mike Rockefeller. Rocky. S- flat C. C minus. I think that. Average? I think maybe a little below average. Really? Uh, we're at the 43 run. He was t- he was really bad. Uh, then, I, you know, I think he's probably a little bit better than the horse he was sitting in that day. But C plus. Okay. I, I'll just give him a flat C. You're, All right, you're I'll give him a C. much I'll... nicer teacher than I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm grand on the curve here, too. Because I like Rocky, and he's been on the podcast too. C plus for him. 
Chuck. See. I had to go to summer school twice, bro. <laughs> I'm like, well, my yeah. teachers were hard on me. Went to fifth grade four I'm not, times. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not giving out freebies here. Jensen Button. He did finish ahead of the 43. Yeah, I saw that quite a bit. 43 was, 43 was uh, 35th. 35th. He yeah. was having, I think he didn't have first gear. That, uh, yep, that's what it was. And you run, you run a lot of the track without first gear. You run a lot of track in first gear. That makes you tight. It would make you run really slow. Yeah. Got to have first gear. Uh, Jensen Button's a C- minus for me. I would, I would agree with that. I would. It's just lackluster day. I mean, he was right there, right by Andy Lally. Yeah. Um, but maybe, maybe seeing where his team car was with Andy Lally in it, I give him a, a, a C, a flat C. But I'll just go C minus because I think he should do better. I'll go C minus as well. F one champion, two thousand eight world champion. He's my guy, and I named my kid after him, so I'd expect a little more than that. And didn't he? Also, on- also, you know what? I might even give him a D plus. Oh, oh boy. Because I asked him that I sat next to him in the drivers' meeting, and we we like kind of grown a decent rapport. Right, you see him at the racetrack, and he talks shop, talk life. Sit down, at the drivers' meeting. I asked him, "Are you doing any more this year?" No, this is it. So, oh shucks, you know. And so I was thinking as I walked from the drivers' meeting up to the driver intros, I was like, maybe I do a helmet swap with him. But I didn't want to give him my penny helmet because I like that. I'll give him like my backup helmet that I wear like sometimes. And he's like, "Man, I only have like one helmet." He said, but I'm getting some replica helmets if you'd like be down for that. I said, no. <laughs> Want a replica helmet? You kidding me? Well, those guys, in his defense, um, those guys, when they stop racing like F1 full-time, they don't. They get one helmet a year. Yeah, that's probably true. So he doesn't have any to give away. Yeah, but replica? Come on. Uh, a little rough. Come on. Come on. I mean. D plus. <laughs> D plus. If we'd your, it'd have been A plus got, if he gave me a helmet swap. What's yours? But he didn't. I was going C minus. Uh, I think he what he speed on pit road as well. He sped on pit road. Oh, yeah. yeah, that'll do it. Kobe can't Ashi. do that. Uh, Kobe Ashi. Um, I think he had decent pace. He had better pace than what I thought he was going to have. Ty Dillon just... said he would miss every single braking zone for like four laps in a row, nail one lap, and run like the second half faster than everybody was around, and then he'd miss it for the next five five corners. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's hard to get. That's the just, cars were just heavy, dude. Compared to the way he runs, he, he drives those World Endurance Championship cars that are freaking carbon fiber brakes and yeah. a ton of downforce. But my guy had some speed. And it's just just a list of guys that are coming over to race in really good cars is uh, really is really positive for the future of our sport. I think there's opportunity for that more and more. If I'm a teacher, I'm just going to give him a C because I caught – Ricky Stenhouse gave him a wedgie and a swirly in the back. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna help him out a little bit on his scorecard. Yeah, yeah, we feel bad. We feel bad for him. So sorry for Stenhouse giving you a wedgie and a swirly. Yeah, that's what that was. What'd you what'd you give him? I'd give him a, a C plus. Huh. Same. Same C plus. Just he just his positivity. So nice. And like there were fans in the stands around turn one that had Japanese flags, like is what he's doing to yeah. Yeah. Bring that sport to a new audience. I think uh, that you get that plus. Yep. I would agree with that. Um, so who is the next guy? To come over here and race? Yeah. I mean, I think it's got to be like Daniel Ricardo or somebody like that. He's busy right now. He's got a job. Yeah, but he won't for long. I don't really know of any other dogs in the V8 Supercar Series, but I'm sure those guys are like, give me a shot. Well, the only reason we really know Brody is because he was over here. That's true. Um I think like the Jordan Taylor parallels. I think some of those guys could be good, but I mean, whoever whoever wants it, 
Come on and get Come it. Come on and get it. And yeah, I mean, like, hey, but you saw Kenny Schrader. Old Schrader Shout went to out. Canada. Shout out. Paul Tracy wasn't in the race or <laughs> yeah. uh first American to ever win a Pinty's race. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool to see Schrader win that. But dirt race, right? Yeah, dirt race. It was slick, buddy. No. Oh, buddy. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Do your pennies stretch as far as they used to? Most likely it doesn't. Here's why. It took 200 years for the U.S. to print its first $5 trillion. Today, Washington has done that in just three years. The problem, every new dollar makes each one of your dollars worth less, robbing you and every other hardworking American. You can stop this cycle of robbery by diversifying your IRA or 401k into gold, an asset that has stood the test of time. Our new sponsor, Birch Gold Group, has helped tens of thousands of Americans protect their retirement savings with physical precious metals. Now you can too. Get a free info kit on gold right now by texting the word Corey, C-O-R-E-Y, to 989-898. With an A-plus rating, with the BBB, you're in good hands with Birch Gold. So get your free info kit by texting Corey to the number 989-898. Go check them out. Put some pennies in some gold. It's getting to be crunch time. Two, two, go. And... There's a lot of murmurs about McDowell. I, the, my favorite, my favorite, uh, like side by side gif or whatever I saw is when Denny said, you think- "Newsflash, Chase Elliott's good on road courses. You know he's gonna pass Mike. You don't think Michael McDowell? Uh, you don't think he can pass Michael McDowell?" And then it had the um, Michael Jordan next to it, and I took that personally. <laughs> he did, dude. Poetic because justice he- beating the nine car too. I know. She laid the hammer down. On the field, just took the lead early from the 99 and just controlled the race. Dude, it was shout out to Travis Peterson, Petey. Northwest Cabarrus alumni. Let's go, kickball champion. Yes, he is, and now he's an Indy GP champion, crew chief. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to McDowell, though. It's it's not a surprise anybody that's watched this year. Those guys have been super strong on the road courses. I he had a great quote, man. Let me try to find dude it right going there. into the road course. This weekend, he has scored the most points out of any cup driver in the next-gen car era mm-hmm. on road courses. So he's even – he's elevated that stat even more. And, yeah, he's here, dude. He's got a new deal. He's staying at front row. Yep. They picked up his option, so he's got a spot. And the next weekend puts those guys in victory lane. And I can I can relate to, like – how he's done it now he has done it the freaking long long way i mean my man was starting parking driving the camper across the nation just follow just trying to like make it right on just rubbing legitimately two pennies together to try to get his chance and it has always seemed like to me that he had like a headwind up against his career like it never generally bounced his way and he was just racing for his life and he had a great quote uh to dustin long and nbc sports he said, even when I was starting parking, I'm like, there's going to be a day where I'm going to win races and win championships. I know it and I feel it. 
my mindset hasn't changed from that. It's just been a rough road. It's been tough. I mean, just is. I won't allow myself to think anything else because why would I be here? It's just when you've dedicated your entire life to something, to suck at it is not an option. And it's just taken me a lot more years than I've wanted to, to not suck at it. Yeah. I mean, dude, and it's got to give you motivation because he has, he was with the 34 when those cars, the Taco Bell era, terrible. Yeah, junk. And, you know, they, he has elevated that program and stuck with them and they've stuck together and it, you know, it seems like they're all pulling the rope in the, in the same direction. Yeah. Yeah. They did continuity is a big thing with this car and just rapport and driver crew chief feedback and just how you prepare for a race and how you post for a race and all those stuff really, really goes into the outcome of a weekend that you don't see behind the wheel. It's not just, he is super skilled at a road course. That's easy to see, but he also said, he's like, we, we were a third to fifth place car Sonoma and they wanted to risk it a little bit. They wanted to go get after it and try a couple of things that they hadn't. Uh, and that thing was a dominant race car. It's, it's a little bit cool to me to see, like, obviously I work at a big team and I've always wanted to love being at a big team. But when you look at what the series has become, especially in the last couple of weeks, right. It would be like Hendrick would dominate half the season with, with the old car before the next gen car. And it's, I thought it would grow to be, I, I thought it would trend more that way the further we got into the next gen era, but it's actually yeah. going back the other way. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of old school to where like you always kind of wanted to be at a big team to have the resources and big teams could just essentially build a better mousetrap. Well, now yeah. everybody's got the same thing. So now it's about people. Yep. So, okay. So Blake Harris last year is crew from McDowell. They do good. And then Hendrick comes Yanks and, swipes him up right good for him does peterson like now if you build a team and you're at the 34 right is it as appealing to go to a big team if you've got like great question and you're living proof of it right not not bashing the nine car or whatever but it doesn't automatically mean that's better you're gonna win races and be in the top 10 like you can stay with what you have and keep watering that plant and let it grow now the amount of resources and depth those teams have and personnel to make all the data that they have available to them digestible for a driver and and the rate at which they can acquire data and make it to where they find your weaknesses and make you grow as a driver is at those bigger teams right those guys like denny hamlin becomes denny hamlin because he's at gibbs yeah chase elliott william byron becomes william byron because he's had hendrick foundation and system to learn in so I think you can develop your skills in a faster rate at one of those bigger teams, but it's not to say that it's insurmountable outside of one of those, what do you want to call them, uh, you know, big teams. Yeah. Um, you know, if you have – you can hit on it. You, if you hit on it for uh, – on a setup that if you're a small team and you hit on some stuff, you you don't need to, to rely on the big teams to do it. But I think the fact that, of how quickly and how – effectively the bigger teams acquire data from their four cars, great crew chiefs, great drivers. They can continue to find those small advantages over the rate at which like Aspire Motorsports acquires data and starts developing. So that that's where we get a little bit behind, but it's not a, and we're talking to a guy here in a couple of minutes, Justin Haley, who sees the value in that, sees some value in continuity, sees some value in, in getting with the team that builds around you. Um, so I'm excited to hear what he has to say. I still just don't – I don't consider 
the Indy GP a crown jewel race. Just don't do it. Yeah. But that's opinionated. No, I mean. Are we going back? Did I see on social media that we're going back there to is, the Oval? There is their tweet on Indy, Indianapolis Motor Speedway tweeted out, see you around next year. They've got the 30th anniversary logo, which looks very similar to the first one or the first one. And the car's going right. Clockwise, counterclockwise. So, I mean. I hope. I don't know. Like, I, I think these I mean, cars they wouldn't be, be testing the oval today if they didn't have plans for it at least. Right? I think, you know, I think we all said the oval had run flat. Nobody had really gone and, you know, take it off the oval for a couple of years, get some excitement built up around it and yep. bring us back there and. And let it let us rip. This car is going to race great here, hopefully. I agree with that. And, man, there's just something about going to the Indy Oval that's just, I don't know, it's just a little bit majestic. It is. And you and, and back in the day, man, I said back in the day, three years ago, four years ago, you would bring your best body, your best brand new car, your latest and greatest motor oh, package, yeah. exhaust pipes, oil tank, everything that you've been working on for three, four months is on your Indy car. Yeah. And... When that son of a bitch rifles off into turn one at about 209, it wakes you up. I bet. So what, excited to go back there if that's uh, if that's the case. We've, we've talked about this before, but tell me your crown jewels. Coke 600, Daytona 500, Southern 500. Um, and it would be the Brickyard 400. Bristol Night Race isn't one of them? I'm on the fence about that because you've the talked th- me off the Bristol ledge already. No, 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 no. I didn't talk you off the Bristol ledge. For me personally, as a race car driver, as just like a little kid fan of the sport, Bristol night race, when I tell any fan or ask any fan if they haven't been to a race, one they need to go see first is the Bristol night race because I feel like that is the best package and show that NASCAR has to offer. So I agree. Those are my five, right? Like those are the five that I've, that I want to win. And Indy being a road course, it takes away from that for sure. What do you think, like, I think that that, I think five is the right number of crown jewel races for the year. What you, differentiates a crown jewel race? So I, that That's the next point I want to make, so right? Because right here, it says, like, do we create a, a system for cup similar to the Winston Million or the Dash for Cash or the Triple Truck Challenge, you know, whatever they do now. But yeah. like the Winston Million, if you... If you win all five in the crown jewel race, or you have a million dollar bonus for the guy that scored the most points, like I think, I think the modified tour does like the Granite State Cup, right, or something like that, where they race in New Hampshire a couple times or up there. Yeah, and I would love to see that. What is it? What was it? The suit, the suit chief, the suit chief Sioux speedway, speedway challenge. challenge. <laughs> yeah, we need a suit chief speedway challenge. We but, need a, I don't know, Xfinity crown jewel cup xfinity million the winston million the old it was a million bucks back in 2003 inflation we gotta pump those numbers up we're talking five million i hear you five million take the money out of it nope no i mean no leave the the money money (laughs) i'm saying leave Uh, the money in but take it out of the title like don't say you're racing for x amount of money like Like there's there's prize money almost like the fedex cup in golf i mean hell there's a dirt late model race for a million bucks this year yeah and that's on dirt I mean, Denny had his idea for his speaking in, of dirt, a billion, but he had billion dollars. <laughs> but, but he had his idea for the in race or the in season tournament type thing, which is like we've done that type of thing in the past. I think there's a way to do it that elevates yeah all of these things. I remember growing up like that, the Winston Noble or like you know when Bill Elliott 
come you know becomes million dollar bill like when they had that God, what a great name when they had that truck with the the brinks truck or whatever with yeah, the, yeah. The I, dude, dollars I remember flying out in front of jeff gordon's God, car so did I, just the core memory there's a way to do it i let me let me go back one because i'll forget this thought two kyle larson shout outs one two-time Na- knoxville nationals champion badass gosh I, I don't think people even realize how much of a feat that is yeah, it's a big Tony deal. Stewart's never won a Knoxville Nationals. There's a lot of people that have never won a Knoxville Nationals. I've never won a Knoxville Nationals. There's a lot of people. There's there's a has few AJ people. Foy, has AJ Foyce never no, won? No. There's a few people that have won a lot of Knoxville Nationals, though. Yes. Donnie Schatz has won Donnie 11 Schatz. times. He said Steve Kinzer. Yeah. Uh, I think he's Steve Kinzer's won 12 in, or so. In Kyle Larson's interview, he said, when the when the Knox father's in your mirror, you get a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, dude, he legitimately flies back and forth. Does his qualify night on Thursday? Uh, I think he finished second, maybe. So he lined up on the pole. He had the most had the most points. Led every lap. Does the whole post win thing. Flies, lands at about four o'clock in the morning in Indy. Probably sleeps two hours. Gets up, has a top ten day. I just I don't think. And then he's doing everything Tony Stewart ever did at a better at a higher level than Tony's doing it. Yeah, yeah. And and Tony Stewart's revered for his, you know, other than NASCAR accolades. Yeah. Kyle Larson is that dude. And he gets in town in to Indy soon enough to take off the covers of his Indy 500 car that looks sick, by the way. Matching liveries? Are you kidding me for his cup car? Now, dumb He's question. living every five-year-old who's playing with Matchbox's dream. Are you kidding me? And this is my Indy car. And this is my sprint car, and this is my midget. Yeah, oh, that one? Car. No, I'm not. Re- that's my dirt late model. You can use that one. That's, that's <laughs> Kevin's. That's Kevin's. I just use it sometimes. Y- yeah. Like, so I'm. It's a dumb question. So the cup car livery is going to be the Coke 600 livery. Yes. So that's like the H1100. How do we? Th- what does Kyle Larson? Where's the threshold of where he finishes? If he leave next year when he leaves the Indy 500, with what result? Could you instantly just count him one of the top th- three greatest to ever do it? Win. You think I, if he runs third, I, dude? I don't think Kyle. I don't. I mean, Kyle Larson can win Indy. If Kyle Larson runs fifth at the Indy 500, I'm not surprised. No, like I'm not taking anything away from anybody there, but I've just watched him be impressive in everything he's ever gotten in, and he's not like with the feats that he's accomplished. Like being a short track guy, being short track guys, you know. Like when he went to when he went to Pennsylvania and won that third late model race. When he goes and runs these midgets and he beats those guys, he wins the Knoxville Nationals. Like I, the Indy 500 is a whole different scale than that. But he, it's if relative. there's a guy that can do it, that if you'd be like, yep, he went and won the Indy 500. It's him. It'd be unbelievable. Yeah, but not not unbelievable. You could believe it because he's, he's in a McLaren. Like he's not in junk. Yeah. Like he's he's the guy. Gosh. That would be pretty wild. Then if he showed up and won the 600 the same day, I'd be like, yeah, Larson. Give him a blue jacket when he gets Freaking out. Freaking Larson. Doing Jeez. Larson stuff. But you know what, though? We did say two, two go. Yeah. There's going to be some people with some hurt feelings that don't make the playoffs. And I am happy this this time of year that we are not the ones yeah, <laughs> that are chasing that bubble because there's some guys with some serious pressure. Who do you think's under the most? I think Bubba. I think Bubba's got. Plus, some, what's he plus twenty something? 
plus 20 something, which is it was nothing. plus 50. 28. Yeah. Plus 28. It was plus 50 yeah. until McD got the dub, puts him now within striking distance. That's two. That's, I mean, essentially, if he has a bad Watkins Glen, for example, and Chase Elliott has wins two stages and runs third. Yeah. And you look at Daniel Suarez, who Suarez. is on the pole. You'll talk about it in Boats and Woes, has that issue on pit road, but still finishes third. He was right there, and he was – I mean, they're an adjustment away and a, and just a and battle now with the 34, maybe having yeah. a shot at it. Yeah. I, dude, the 99 car was strong. So, yeah, I don't – and they you know they won a road course last year. So they're, Yeah, they're going back. We're going back. It's going to be – yeah, I would say Bubba, probably under the most pressure. I think Bubba's, Bubba's in a seat right now that I, I don't want to sit in. But, you know – Because he, also, you look at the nine, you can say he's under pressure, but it's not really pressure. You just have to win. And you just have to win. Yeah. Well – they say like it's easy, but yeah. I mean, he was in contention last year, and then they had a little little Hendrick hiccup on the front row of a restart, took him out of contention there. Yeah, but the nine's going to be set on kill this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's road courses, bro. Weather can come into a f- yeah. strategy cautions. Good luck. Thanks. And then, and then, we'll just head on down to Daytona. Whew. And really, that was no drama in that one last year. Austin Dillon comes out of nowhere for the walk off. I know, right? So, yeah, I don't, man. I'm, I'm pumped to watch it. Way more pumped to not be on the pit crew of the guy that's on the on the fringe. Oh yeah. So a lot of pressure. Speaking of pit crews, we can get to the woe of the week after we get our guest right here sitting down with us, Justin Haley, right after the break. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. For me, race day is a great reason to shut down the laptop, put the phone on silent, and simply enjoy the driving. But Mobile One wants to remind you that you can get that same kind of escape any day of the week. How? By simply hopping in your car, rolling the windows down, and hitting the road. No emails, no calls, no work, just freedom. Mobile One, for the love of driving. All right, guys, we are in studio with our special guest this week. To my right, driver of the number 31 Chevy Camaro, Justin Haley. What's up? This is audio show you have to talk about. I know. I mean, it's. Uh, I've been putting you off. been playing hard to get for a few weeks now. You have. Yeah. But been, I got uh, you. All it, took is, come on and, uh, all it took is Joey Logano. I'm going to send you in the next week if yep. you want to come in. Yep, just a little short wake-up call, and here I am. God almighty. How are you How? feeling? Big hit. <laughs> Big what, hit. What hurts? 31. What hurts the most? My heart. <laughs> I mean, uh, hey, there's not much worse things than having to uh, wreck lap lap two and then have to ride around the rest of the day. Ride around there all day and uh, the no guy, splitter, no front bumper. Then the guy time. whose podcast you're on ass packs you. 
Oh my God, I hit you so hard. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm just, nobody I'm knows just it except out. you two. Two people know it, and like the body guy has to fix it. For two two laps down, you know, just being, right. being a good lap car, you know, letting people by. My my hand, I, you know, shorter guy, I can't get my hand out the window. Hang on, can I just address that right quick? So I didn't see your hand go out the window, but I saw a exactly. clip. I was watching Daytona back from the 500, but or last year, and there was a like a shot down the back straightaway, and it's you and Todd Gillen, nose to tail, and you're coming down to pit, and you're like two fingers are sticking out, and oh, Todd yeah. Gillen's forearm <laughs> and hand sticking out. I'm like, yeah. oh, my goodness, that's the difference in height. Yeah, I was behind uh, Cindric in Michigan, did a little green flag pit stop, and I swear it was all the way to his elbow. It was <laughs> hot window net. And you're like sitting there. But, like, yeah, you know, I got to loosen up the old belt and like. He's a beanstalk. But, yeah, so. Yeah, I was gonna let the old seven car by. You know, I go did, ahead I did, and I did not know. I did not anticipate you letting me by. Yeah. <laughs> ran locked, right into me. I locked the rear tires up and it was like I gained fifteen. But what happened? Out. Because I you know, I don't know what corner that is. Six. Six. Seven, At the end of the back stretch, seven, it's yeah. a left hander. And I was in the marbles. So <laughs> if, right even, even if I was even I. if I would have made the apex, you would have went straight. Bro, I think I'm the only reason. If you weren't there, I was gonna end up in the media center. Yeah. But so whenever were you, you were you looking at I don't know the stands one of the TV no, screens I was a little bit frustrated because I felt like I pissed the day away because I spent on pit road yeah. right so I had seen you up ahead you weren't going terribly slow for how much damage your car just fast enough to be dangerous yeah just fast enough to be dangerous and you were getting to the brake zones like fairly decent yeah. so we had been driving I don't know what your brake marker was but like mine was like the six hundred I didn't anticipate because I was probably three or four cars behind you. And I didn't anticipate you lifting it like the 800 and you were giving it to me. And when you did, I locked the retires up. Like I jammed on the brakes Panic. and just like, yeah. shh, 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 boom. And then just, yeah. I, I was, it wasn't even like I hit him going slow enough to where like I hit him and then like turned. I just sick. stayed on him and yeah. pushed him through the corner. And I was like, okay, sorry. There was, there was, a, there was a 20 mile an hour oh difference. In the league. <laughs> yeah. So if Joey Logano didn't kill you, I almost got you. Yes. Uh, yeah. My spotter came on the radio right after that. And he's like, well. <laughs> All right, then. That's all he said. Because there's spotters that stand right there. Oh, yeah, on the back oh, of the yeah. trailers. Yeah. I was like, gosh. There's about four people in the world that knew yeah. how big Me, that was. you, and those two spotters in the hauler. Yeah. And then, yes, that uh, that sucked. How hard, like, on, on your scales of hard wrecks, right? Where was that? Where's the one? Um, not not Corey, with Joey. Yeah, I had a driver's side impact at Pocono a few weeks ago where AJ got in me and, and oh, uh, I do. I the tunnel turned. <laughs> I legitimately <laughs> thought you, you were dead. <laughs> it was big, but um, thank God you're not. Yeah. See, no. When you yeah, get yeah, yeah. when you get Widow Widowmakered into the tunnel turn. Yeah. Like yeah. I saw you going like this, yeah. and I was like, Oh no! It's already one of the scariest corners. It's my a bad angle. my life flashed before my um, eyes for you. Yeah. So that, that was, was big, and you know, you just don't expect like that one that from Indy this weekend to be big, and then you wake up and your neck sore and trying to get your bearings and everything, and and um. That's yeah, tough. I mean, it, it's. I think it was probably just the driver's side impact part of it. Is you're going fast the Pocono when you I, get to the tunnel turn too. Yeah. Oh. I don't think also. I think people forget that like when you get in a wreck like that, you are getting in a car accident. Yeah. That is, yep. you know, fifty G's. Yeah. It's not like if somebody's gotten rear end of the highway at twenty miles an hour, it hurts. If you hit the wall at one hundred and sixty, it does not feel good. Even though you have the helmets and the belts and the seats, like yeah. that. It's, yeah, you're still hitting a stopped object with a moving vehicle. Like it's never gonna feel good. Yeah, so a good time in Indy. That's two years in a row at Indy. I've been out 
on the uh, opening laps. What Damn. happened last year? I think uh, Ross got into me in turn one. Oof. I spun out, and someone ran over my splitter. Just took the whole front. Oh, brutal. Front off it. So. Are you guys a fan in your restart zone, since we're talking about Indy? There was only yeah, there was only, <laughs> there was one. only one. Yeah, in the restart. And yeah. I wasn't in yeah. any part of it. So. Well, the one restart they had, Joey backed into the entire field and yeah. log, log jammed it. And I was in the middle of what seemed like four wide. And when he hit the 12, the 12 hit me, and then the two put it out there like five wide. And it knocked my toe out. But I think that it was less just treacherous than it was last year. Yeah. But we only got one. Yeah. We only got, I mean, really only got two, but – I'm excited to see that. I think they're are they moving it for Watkins Glen? I didn't hear it. No, nope. same spot, same spot. Yep. You're in you're an Indiana guy, aren't you? So is that yep. the hometown? You consider that hometown race pretty pretty important to you, or how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I would I would say say so. I mean, I definitely think there's a little bit of it gone because it is the road course, right? I mean, I ran the the Indy. Yeah, I ran Indy with Xfinity car. My first year in Xfinity in nineteen, and I, you know, I thought it was cool to run the big track. I mean, yeah. it's yeah, it's just it's just different when you go. I I actually like the road course itself. Like, I feel like it's a pretty flowy road course. You get around there, short lap times. I think I think it's fun, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's kind of weird going there now. It's just it's it, something about it's different. I yeah. think they're gonna fix that. I think so too. Tire test yesterday ran out a little bit, and today as well. So hopefully they can get the right tire so we can. Yeah. Your group chat car. probably be fired up tonight. I'd waiting. imagine. Waiting for the first one. To- excited, excited to see that for sure. We talk, you talked about your just briefly about your Xfinity race there at Brickyard, but I feel like you have a pretty unique kind of development career, and I it almost seems like a lot of kids coming up now. You look at kids like Brent Cruz and William Sawalich, and and a lot of these guys they're not racing anything really full time. They're kind of racing Trans Am like you did, some part time trucks, part time Xfinity. Who kind of laid that groundwork out there for you to to get so many different vehicles to just get a bunch of different seat time? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I was probably one of the first to to really expand the horizons and, and go Trans Am racing and, and do that. And it was actually my uncle Drew. He just loved road racing and, and sports cars. And um, yeah, he got me into the Trans Am deal with Mike Cope racing for for a long time. And then I was doing some truck stuff and ARCA stuff um, with our own team that mother uncle had and um yeah we we did the uh east deal won the east championship in 16 and and that was good but still that year i was running canaan east i ran for the trans am ta2 championship the same year and finished third fourth in that or, or something and then won the east championship but i was also running arca so yeah i, I think that was pretty important i think it was kind of yeah I, I honestly probably one of the best things i ever did was go trans am racing there real early on and then um yeah, obviously, I've, I've always been in the dirt stuff, come from Indiana, raced some dirt open wheel stuff for a while. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I feel like I've always kind of been all over the place, but I um, think it definitely helped a lot. For sure. I mean, at that point in time, too, when you're, you know, 10 years ago, 10, 12 years ago, yeah. the cup schedule does not even remotely look like it does right now no. with a dirt race on it and oh, with a bunch yeah. of different road courses. So it almost kind of no came into your yeah. your your skill set a little bit with uh, you finishing the, what, the, the – where were we in points last year? 21st, 22nd? Yeah, I think – I don't remember. I think you're one of the most underrated guys on the grid. First I don't think year, we were surprised when first you won Chicago. First year cup team, too. I mean, it was yeah. technically yeah. my rookie season, yeah. but it was colleague's first year, too. And we finished 21st, 22nd. I don't remember what it it's was. a huge points. step, dude. Yeah, I, I do feel like it's a little little underrated for what we accomplished last year. But um, and then this year, you know, we're right there, too. I think AJ's 21st. I'm 23rd, so – 
it's uh it's coming difficult for you. coming for you though yeah you are the winningest cup driver in spire history i am yes, you are so, yeah and that was uh weren't you one of only a couple guys there's a short list of guys that have won a truck race I think there's 30 of us, 35, 36. Pretty big. Still a pretty big deal. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's huge. But, yeah, going back to, like, Chicago, right, the Chicago street course, I think some people were surprised to see you leading that, but us knowing your background weren't. How? I'm going to ask the hard-hitting question here. Why didn't you wreck SVG? Why didn't you wreck? Yeah. That was was where I was was trying to figure out how to word it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, I – Did you want to? I mean, I woke up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday having nightmares Mm. that I just didn't fence them. I mean, it I'm just, just honestly, I mean, I was just like, man, like, would it have changed anything? Probably not. I mean, I would have One. been a two-time Cup Series winner. But, I mean, you just, you know, you're you're putting these positions, and I think a little bit of it was the single-file restart. I don't think I had an opportunity. I mean, he was just quick. He had really fresh tires. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've had nightmares sure. ever ever since. I mean, it's seriously one of those things. You go back as a driver, and I'm like, man, and, and you know just where you're at in your career, and and things. I mean, how many times do you get an opportunity like that? Yeah. Not often, but not often. For yeah, me, the, for me and Corey, those rare. those opportunities are are extremely rare. And I mean, that's just the reality of it. So, Cup Series is hard. Yes. So yeah, you, you have nightmares, and you're like, man, like, especially. I mean, NASCAR came on the radio and said, "Hey, it's only one attempt at green white checkered." I mean, that's setting it up perfect for second oh, yeah. place, right? I mean, just mm. stuff them in the fence. But that's not who I am. Yeah, that's not yeah. who you, I am. I've never with that. Never been that way. So, yeah, you you get a trophy, but, I mean, I think for what it does, personally, for your own reputation, how you feel about yourself, I, I don't think I ever could have brought myself to it. Yeah, you're right. That movie pulled on you was slick, though, too. Did you even anticipate him sticking, sticking to your right side like that? So, when I got a run off of two there, and I, you know, crossed him over, and, I mean, my car was not great. Um, I just played some good strategy, obviously. And uh, he was on the outside of me to the kink there. And any one of the Cup Series, I mean, they would have stayed side by side with you down in there. And he, I mean, you know, yeah. anyone would have stayed. When he rolled out of it. Like I got him. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like as soon as I heard him crack it, I was like, that's not good. And then soon enough, I mean, it was it happened. But he was so strong under breaking there. So, yeah, I mean, overall, great day. I mean. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, I already had my deal wrapped up with rick and and whatnot so if i would have won that race wouldn't change anything but still still would have been cool i'm glad you brought that up we're trying to get you on the last couple of weeks obviously big news in the life of justin haley career change team change going from college racing where you drove their first two um years in the cup series for them as a race team going to rick Ware racing where some people from the outside in might not understand the move what was the mentality of making that jump? I, I think it's really tough for the outside person to understand. Um, I, if you're not living, breathing the sport like the three of us do every week, I mean, it's, it's tough to, you know, sit there on the on the couch and watch these races and understand the move. But, you know, I, I mean, part of it's business and part of it's just where where do you want to be? You know, I think unless you can get into a key partner team, which a lot of those are, you know, legacied in, I mean, that's a key partner is who gets manufacturer support directly. So it's the Hendricks. The, they hear from me every week. We buddy. talk about that quite a bit in here. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if you're not with a key partner team and you're and you're kind of with the rest, I mean, they're all, I mean, they're all kind of lateral moves. Yeah. I mean, it, they just are. I mean, the only difference now with the car is people. 
Yeah. I mean, the people you got working on them is the only difference. And if you can't get into a, a key partner team that, I mean, you really can't. Like a, a new team coming into the sport, it's so hard to get manufacturer support. I mean, it just is. And I guess you talk about that. But, I mean, so from that aspect, if you're not, you know, with a key partner team or can't get into a key partner team, I believe that you can pretty much go to to anywhere and make it what you want. I mean, you see JTG this year. I mean, Front they're row. on fire. Front row's on fire. We were really good last year at Colleg. I mean, I think we've fallen off a little bit this year. But last year, I mean, we were running you know, 5th to uh, 15th any week, and Spires picked up their program. So, I mean, it's just the people you got working on it. So, who are the people over there that kind of get you excited to, to make the Well, move? I mean, it starts with Rick. I mean, he is at the shop every day. I mean, he's in every meeting, and then he's got uh, Robbie Benton over there, which is a guy from Penske. He's super professional. I've, I've really enjoyed um, working with him so far. And, and um, yeah, I mean, just, you know, so how it all kind of initiated was, you know, kind of at the end of last year in 2022 we were starting to figure out you know what I was going to sign for in 2024 I mean things happened so far in advance you know I thought I was going to get an extension at the end of last year from colleague never um, really heard anything from it you know kind of all the people I was around you know my agents were like yeah oh yeah you'll be fine and then um, you know kind of all season came around never heard anything so I was like all right well start start shopping around see what's out there and felt like I had some some really strong deals. I mean, we talked at Charlotte and I was like, yeah, man, I feel like I got four or five decent deals here. And, you know, I think every time that I was, you know, pitched Rick, right. Um, from my, from my people, you know, just from the start, I was like, man, like something about it just seems different. And it, it just seems attractive to me. And, and, um, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, he wants me to drive his car. I, you yeah. know, I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. You feel wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And Rick, Rick was, I mean, he was, I mean, he just kept calling. Like, you know, he's like, hey, man, like, I, I want you to drive my car. I want you to drive my car. The whole deal. So, you know. Let, let me ask you this. So I'm sure what several of those four or five deals you were talking about is the age old question. Would you rather run an Xfinity car than being competitive or would you rather run a mid to low tier cup car? Right. So when you're sifting through those possible scenarios, what are you weighing more heavily on? Well, I mean, it's just my future. You know, and even even with colleague, you know, I feel like we could have done a cup deal, but at the end of next year, it would have it would have been a one year deal, and I'd be in the same shoes, right? So, it's tough to live year to year as a driver. I mean, it's it's hard on you, and I'm getting married in November, trying to start a family. You know, there, there's a lot more to weigh into it than than just being the competition side of things. Yeah, I mean, just Rick gave me a really good deal. Um, there's a lot of opportunity to grow. He's got an IndyCar team, an IMSA team. A, you run the Indy 500. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. How much of Uh, seeing his success in IndyCar and HRA, like they're successful on those sides, you know, and and they seem to be, they've hired great people. They seem, they got an alliance, right? Yeah. Yeah, So I didn't even know. So to continue on, Rick, you know, is talking to my people and my people are talking to me. I'm like, Hey, just give me a meeting with Rick. Like if I'm like, Hey, I, I need to, I need to meet with Rick, talk to him, see what he's got going on. That's all I want. So I get a, a meeting with Rick and they text me the address and it's it literally just says RFK Racing. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. What? What is this? Like uh, man, RWR. Yeah, I'm like RFK and I'm like RFK. And, you know, I sent a question mark. And he's like, yeah. When you get to the uh, RFK Water Fountain, text me and I'll meet you outside. <laughs> I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, 
It's like a little lucky yeah. penny into the fountain. So I call my people. I'm like, hey, he's, he sent me an RFK. And he's like, no, 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 they, they're in RFK. I had no idea. I mean, I really didn't. I mean, so um, go to RFK. You know, Rick has his nice um, little shop there. And, uh, yeah, I walked through it. And, uh, man, beautiful shop. I mean, beautiful shop. And, uh, yeah, talked to Robbie Benton, talked to uh, Rick for a while, and then um, and walks in Brad Kieslowski. And Bradley. Um, yeah, Brad had some stuff to say and then uh, shook hands and rest of history. Hmm. That's got to get you excited. After I had no the idea. two weeks they had. No idea. No idea when I said, hey, you know, let me talk to Rick. I mean, honestly, no idea they were aligned with RFK, which I, I guess I probably should have. I mean, um, they, they did announce that in February. Um, yeah, I mean, it just shows well, what... Well, you never really know what the context of that is. Yeah, right? yeah I mean, I, I guess I wasn't expecting them to, to to be there. Yeah, just Rick. Rick's put a lot into his NASCAR program, and, um, you know, he, he wins in all other forms of motorsports. The Cup Series is so hard. I mean, it's just so tough, and Rick is really making an effort to give us all the resources we need for next year and beyond to to be successful. I, I want to go to war with these guys. I mean, I do. I I want to go into battle and fight with these guys, and I want to have, um, you know, when we finish 5th, 10th, 30th, you know, I want to walk in, and, and I want to look at all the guys, and, and I want to do it together. And That's pretty valuable, man, yeah. to, to know people have your back and yep. you trust their name in your mouth. Like, that that is super valuable. And what do you and, and I think people don't understand the amount of experience you have in the sport, one at all different levels of motorsports. There is a reason why Rick was calling you, right? Because he does feel like he can build around a guy like you. What do you think? You're still fairly – how old are you? 24, I think. So, you think. <laughs> um, I've taken some big hits lately. <laughs> yeah, last yeah. couple of weeks have been tough. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> You're 24? Yeah, 24. Yeah, with Jeez. a lot of races under under your belt. What do you think just you as a driver can bring to that smaller team to just instantly pick up the competition piece? Yeah, you know, I, I was aspire there for with you for a while. You know, I, I think I – almost thrive in the underdog scenario, giving less and, and making more out of it. Yeah. And I, I just, I mean, I literally just want to go to the racetrack every weekend and have fun and enjoy the people I'm doing it with. Um, I want to call Rick, you know, I just want to call it how I see it. You know, I want to be able to say what's wrong with the cars in a meeting and, and go to work and fix that. So, you know, the cup deal is hard now, you know, there's no B motors. I mean, it's all a motor stuff. I mean, it's, it's extremely tough. That's that's kind of what I go back to, you know. I mean, if you're not able to get into a key partner team, then you can kind of make whatever team you're with what you want as long as all the resources are there. And I feel like you've done a great job with that in the seven team, Inspire. And, and I mean, you've molded that race team around you. Yeah. And you love going to work every day. For sure. I mean, talk about going to battle. I say that every week. It's like this is the group of – of guys I want to go to battle with because you know they got your back and you got theirs and that's worth a lot. Let's let's rewind that a little bit. Did you not feel like there was a spot for you at Colleague for 24? No. What was the reason why? No, I felt were... like, like I said, we could have probably done a one-year deal. It's hard. It's hard living on one-year deals. Yeah. You know? I feel like it's tough to build. You know, if, if you think that uh, you have that one-year deal and, and then, you know, you're out at the end of the season, I mean, what is there to build? You know, if if – I'm going to Rick where, you know, he's like, hey, man, I'll sign you for life. <laughs> I'm like, hang on, Ray. You know, but like that's the mentality. Yeah. You know, he yeah. he wants to bring me in and he wants to build around me. And um, 
And, you know, and I want to build around him. And, and you know, we were just talking off show there about um, Bob Jenkins, Jerry Freeze, everyone at front row, investing in their drivers. And you have to appreciate that. I mean, you have to appreciate loyalty. those guys being loyal to their guys, signing them up um, based off performance. And, I mean, even um, the guys at college, you know, they said after I released that I was leaving that it wasn't performance related. Yeah, that's you know? tough. So there's only one thing it can be. So – Will you race in the Indy 500? <laughs> yes. I would tell you Rick Ware wants me to. Oh, dude, you're the perfect oh, height for cool. an Indy car. Bro. I am. I am. That, those things are I want I mean it's it's different. Freaking speed coffins, yeah. bro. I mean, those things are unbelievable. Kyle Arson's car looks nasty by the way. Oh, yeah. both of them look sweet. Oh. Yeah, his cup car looks good. But so uh, here's the deal. Let me try, let me just go ahead and organize this on the show. It's more than one day though. It's a you month. Would, you would say it is a month. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's no, it's, it's kind of like, yeah. Two and a half weeks. Yeah, it's like two and a half. Don't church it up. You're, you're home. Just put three weeks. Put, that's, hey, hey, that's a your, month, hey, pretty much. Park your fifth wheel camper in the DO yeah. lot right next to Elio Castro Neves and his little ice bath, and you'd fit right in. Yeah. And you could even save on logistics. You can just hop in Rick's helicopter and bird and fly to Charlotte when you're done. Do the I double. Could. I mean, couldn't get any easier. Couldn't. No, so hey, can I borrow a ride? Sure. I think you could do it. I don't know. Let's start working on it. Well, hey, Rick, if you're listening, yeah, get gotta, Justin dialed in. Yeah. Man, I don't know. Maybe would you run the NHRA. No, I wouldn't. Too. No, see? I am a foot and a half taller than you. It, the thing about it is, is, is uh, my head would be sticking out like Bowser. You know, <laughs> you, I mean, you've seen all these guys come in, right? Indy this week. Plenty of uh, plenty of talented race car drivers from other forms. And, and every time they get out of the car, they respect what we do. Yeah. Right? And we, I feel like, the Indy cars respect guys respect us and and I I respect the heck out of what they do, but I don't know if that means I'll do it. Um, you're an Indian, you're an Indiana guy. I know. See, he's a Canapolis guy. He want he want. There's the race. no like emotional attachment for me for that race. Never been to one. It's cool and all. Yeah, I I went. I got up. kids now. I know. Yeah, you don't have you don't them have yet. kids you do yet. now. Do it before kids come. I don't know. You could do it. Go I do it. Know. I don't know. You should do it. Shouldn't he do it? Hey Siri, call so Rick. You can, where? Yeah. Call Rick up right now. Yeah. Let's talk to him. So, what's has it has it felt almost like since you announced it fairly early in the season, right? You've now announced it about at the halfway mark. Does it feel like a little bit of lame duck situation with six months left of the year, still a lot of racing to go? People know you're leaving. Has it changed the vibe in the shop any? No, you know I wouldn't think so. I I think there was a lot of um, a lot of people wondering why we announced it so early. You just got to sell. Spell, sell sponsorship you know if 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 we waited till november to to uh to announce that i was going over there you can't send a little pamphlet out that says hey to sponsors and, and try to attract it and then also just pamphlet yeah i've heard pamphlet what are those what are those things called i don't know uh, yeah sponsorship decks yeah sponsorship deck <laughs> pamphlet i call them pamphlets pamphlet. like a trifold yeah like, like in the mail like you're going on and a then also vacation. i mean just to res- be respectful colleague you know yeah. let them know early so they can get all their stuff in line and and figured out, but no, I I feel like I got a strong three one crew. I mean, I feel like we've definitely not had a good month just based off of bad finishes. But you know, I feel like we have good speed. I mean, we qualified fifteenth right there behind you this weekend, and uh, I feel like it's been good. Yeah, but dude, it's I'm, it's I mean, it's never not going to be an awkward situation, no, dude, no matter what. But that's yeah. a great point about one year deals, right? Everybody's like, oh, one year deal, they have till November to figure it out. It's now. Yeah. Right, it starts in yeah. August. No, May. The, yeah. Usually yeah, usually dude. May is like, dude, 
Well, the, good thing you got music, it done because your May next year could be busy. Yeah, you're gonna be busy next year. Yeah, hundred. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> but we're gonna talk that thing into fruition. I couldn't. I couldn't be because uh, Larson probably be the rookie. Rookie the five hundred. You could you beat, beat him. him. You can go in there and steal all the thunder. Yeah. Well, didn't Jimmy uh, get beat by another rookie a few years back? I don't know. Stingray Rob. We're not talking about Sting them. We're talking Ray about Rob. you. Stingray Rob. Yeah. Talking about you. I don't know. What an all-time IndyCar name, too. Stingray Rob. Sting. I asked I, him this weekend. I met him this weekend. I said, you Stingray? No, yeah. No, I what went over that? to uh, – yeah, yeah, look at my placard. No, that's his name. It's on his yeah. driver's license. It's absurd. I thought it was like a – You could have picked anything you wanted, but you went with <laughs> McLovin. Frank no. McLovin, one name. <laughs> I went over there to Rick's uh, little tent because the <laughs> the IndyCar guys have like the tents. And yeah, it's nice. Yeah. And I'm um, like – is that your real name? So yeah. Somebody cool. killed Steve Irwin. That's so cool. <laughs> Could you imagine your name being Steve Rob? Dude, every time I see it on the broadcast, I'm like, God, that's so sweet. I'm going to change my name to Mako Shark <laughs> Yeah. The first time I saw it, we were watching IndyCar, the Indy 500 driver intros. And my wife's like, rewind that. Wait, pause it. Yeah, that's his name. <laughs> yep. And you so Google cool. it. Well, now you're going to be teammates with him, right? Teammates. Yeah. Teammates. Stingray Rob. If you had to change your name to an animal name, what do you name it? I don't know. <laughs> that's a, that is an <laughs> odd a, question to ask me on the, on the spot. <laughs> oh, man. What are you? Yeah. I just told you. Mako Shark Corey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hammerhead Haley. What's yours? Yeah, yeah I like that. that. <laughs> like free. Hammerhead Haley and Stingray Rob. What a yeah. duo in the Indy 500. Yeah. yeah. Let's freaking go. Unreleased. Okay. They know go. now. Now we know. Three questions. That was a what? Where'd that conversation go? I love it though. I'm pumped. Well, hey, we're excited for you, man. We're pulling for you. Yeah, the Indy 500 is gonna be wild. You guys yeah. are out of control. It's gonna be wild. Three questions for you, Lee. Question number one: If you had to pick one type of car and one racetrack to race at the rest of your life, what do you go with? Indy car at Indianapolis. 2023 Indy 500. <laughs> 2024. You guys are way too excited <laughs> about that. I don't know. That's tough. That is tough. Well, you're tough. you're wearing a hat with a dirt mod your dirt not modified yep. number on it. Yeah, love me. Uh, Love me some dirt racing. I, mean, I feel like I always have wanted to go to Bathurst. Ooh. But there's also uh, the Nürburgring. And that's just big enough that I feel like it wouldn't get old. Yeah. It's 15 miles. 15 miles. Um, yeah. A lot of so places probably, to wreck so, there. Probably there. As long as Joey's not out there with you. Yeah. Oof, should be a good show. What car? There's a lot to choose from. Yeah. Dirt mod? Dirt mod. <laughs> dirt mod. <laughs> Nürburgring. I like that answer. That wouldn't be Crazy question. Question number two, what's the most embarrassed you've been at the racetrack? I guess probably after the uh, Dill Xfinity race I gave away, Daytona. How'd you give it away? Went below the line. Oh, the oh, 24 what? car, FOE. Yeah. Believe it or not, the momentum took me down there. I don't think. I would agree with that. I don't think there was much. Pull the tape. I don't think there was much I could have done with how crazy of a move it was. Who ended up getting the win? Larson. Larson. Yeah, Kyle yeah. Larson. Yeah. Dang it. Who I will not be racing with next year in the Indy 500. <laughs> um, you say that now. Yeah, that, I mean, just just embarrassing. I mean, 100, I 100%, 100% on me. But So, okay, run me run me through that. So, you you crosses her finish line first. So, le- legitimately, I didn't think that having three or four inches of your car under, I mean, I literally thought you had to go, like, four tires below it. I mean, I wasn't even... Um, and then there's two lines, you know, which line are we counting? Yeah. Which one was it? I don't know. I guess it's the furthest Pulls most tape. inside one. Yeah. I mean, I, re- I really just, I was on the line more than anything. Yeah. I mean, there was probably four inches of my car over the line, but yeah. I, I thought it was like a majority thing. 
And I was like literally 18 at the time. So live and learn. So you crossed our finish line first. Oh, yeah. Burn them down. You did the burnout? I, I don't know. I, I think I started to. Well, the the problem was, great story. I, I was so excited, I just unhooked everything right away. Yeah. I mean, I'm going on the backstretch, unhooking stuff. Radio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Radio's oh, gone. Radio's off. Yeah. Radio's off. Oh, no. Radio's off. Because you already won this thing. Oh, boy. Radio's off. Radio's off. And, uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I started doing donuts or something, and, and um, like, the car shut off. And then I see Larson doing donuts. Like through the infield. I'm oh. like, oh, this isn't good. Oh, no. <laughs> this is really not good. So then I just kind of. Did you plug your ear? ear no. I, well, you can't. What It's, it. you know, like the, if it would have been like the old style ones, I you can. But with the new lightweight stuff. like Oh, they got to clock them the right way. Yeah. yeah. So I see Larson doing some. And I kind of see the replay up on the board and kind of trying to putting it all together. I'm like, oh, this ain't good. This is not good for the brand. <laughs> not that I have one but so, <laughs> so I, I fired her back up so who told at what point did you realize like I didn't win I I never had any radio communication so I just got out I just drove her back to pit road got out and uh and did you ask like what is going on I was no they they told me trust me they told me at least you didn't like run up to the flag stand to get yeah. the flag and they were like man it was nah, like man, it was a one better call somebody it was a one off deal it was my second start like I was in a GMS second car like yeah I still got the body. It's hanging in my dirt mod shop. Infamy. It was. It was. It was embarrassing. But it's part of life. It is part of life. Part of it. Don't go below yellow line. Yep. Dang it. Question number three: If you had to lose every single one of your race of memories and keep one, what do you pick? Oof, that's tough. That's why I asked it. That's tough, man. I think when I look back at like, obviously, I think the the high moments, your wins. I one of my most important wins in my career was my first real Xfinity win was at Talladega. Tough season. It was like a year and a half into Xfinity. At Colleg. At Colleg. I mean it a year year I mean it's April race, but it I mean it gets tough. It gets tough when your teammates are winning, you know, AJ's over there winning a bunch mm-hmm. and um just just to prove to yourself that you can do it, you know. So I I'd probably say that race kinda cemented in my mind is always one that I was like, Hey, might be okay, you know? Talladega. So that's the one that's the one. Pull the tape on that too. Good one. So, I'm gonna ask you one more question. Question four. Yes. Does it have to do with the Indy 500. No. <laughs> that would be funny though if it did. Um, what was was there a, was there a moment in your life of a decision that you made that if you didn't make that decision then you wouldn't be a race car driver? Yeah, I mean there's there's <clears throat> there's plenty. Yeah, you know, I've always kind of struggled with like the fan side of being a race car driver. I'd I'd feel like I had a pretty tough middle school and, and high school. Were you bullied? Stretch, yeah. I got pulled out. Got pulled out of high school. Super, super bad experience. You know, just started racing, got a GED. You know, I, I think, you know, early on I started racing because I, I just – you go rough some people up? No, man. I just like the competition. Like, I just want to be a race car driver. And then you there's a point in your career where it's more than being a race car driver, right? You got to be public figure. Sales you have to – be a salesman you have to um and you know me i'm if you get to know me i'm 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 good but from the outside i'm very introverted like extremely introverted you'll find me eating takeout in my house every night of the week what's your go-to takeout order we're way off subject no, um right, probably just right sushi on. yeah okay probably just sushi ease so uh <laughs> no not ease Ducks. spices uh, oh, you're up in yeah 
So, yeah, so always struggled there. And then, you know, I, I was like, well, you know, if I'm struggling this bad, just communicating with people, like, probably be okay to get paid to sit in a race car and not have to talk to anyone for a few hours. <laughs> Pretty sweet gig. So, um, yeah, that kind of shaped me early on and, and um, to who I was. And then, yeah, I found a really good deal. So I was racing late models around uh, the Midwest for a while. And uh, I was racing for a championship in the CRA Tour. And I was leading the championship, I believe. Got a call that Venerini had four or five races open in one of their cars. Yeah, I think that was kind of like the turning point. So they came to me, and I was like literally 15. They're like, hey, you want to run for this championship, or do you want to go race Harka and move to North Carolina? And I was like, well. Let's get after it. Move to North Carolina. Yeah. I had, had some really good races with Venerini, and then uh, the next year I was with H. H. Scott. So I think that was kind of the, the turning point was uh, that decision. I mean, man, you're so young. Living in Indiana, I mean, not maybe not for you, but for a lot of us, there's that moment where you, you had to move here. Yeah, I've never, I've never moved, so I, I don't really. I don't, Maybe you should. I, Maybe you should move out. Move yeah. out. Move back in. Yeah, I, that's that's something I've never really thought about of just like leaving everything that you've known. Well, there wasn't something. much. <laughs> What's India? Wasn't much. Wasn't much. Uh, I didn't have much going on up there. I mean, it was, yeah, it was it was tough tough stretch for me, but found uh, found my groove in racing. And um, I'd say you're pretty yeah. good at it, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, good luck to you the rest of the year. Good luck on your next adventure. Thank you. Welcome back anytime. Thank you. And you better be warming that foot up for kickball, buddy. Yeah. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Justin Haley. We're going to break down the pit road woe of the week. Stick around. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Pit Road, Boats, and Whoa <laughs> of the week with a 99. I had a woe of myself. We already got into it. I'm ashamed. I'm sad. I'm over it. The 99 guys also have some getting over to do as well. Tough, tough incident there. Yeah, it's tough. And it, you know, it, it's a, that was a full team event because yep. it started, you know, it's easy to just say, blame it on the host or blame it on the, the changer or the jackman. But there was a lot of things that had to go wrong for that situation to take as long as it did so we'll just start right from the get-go those pit boxes are like a football field long yeah, it's like two car lengths long so the first problem is daniel rolls in the pit box and it seems like he kind of tried to roll to a sign he rolled past it like three to five feet that is super important especially on a backward stop because just like they do in the rear you're throwing your hose so the hose kind of took a bad bounce when it hit the ground and coiled up but then he drove on top of it so they were kind of set up where they wanted to be then he drove over it and you don't have the time to get it out of there you just you can't do it especially if you're changing left-handed you can't scoop it out of there the second thing that happened is their jackman you have the option most teams still the jackman drops the car on the left side 
which is the first side you're doing, and they run around the front of the car still, even though it's backwards. Some teams drop the car and run around the back of the car because they feel like it's faster. Most teams don't because it kind of impedes your fuel, but they ran around the back of the car. So if he was running around the front of the car, he would have saw that. Yeah. They don't have the intercom microphones that a lot of teams have now, so they just kind of stood there and waved their hands mm. and didn't understand what was going on. I feel like in that situation, I would just try to push the car backwards and roll it off the hose. But it's almost like by the time that guy would have had time to push the car back, it was already pegged and jacked up on the right side. Yeah, so they were like, oh, like, uh-oh. Um, so it took them a little while to kind of identify the issue. but How long did the stop end up being? They probably lost 10 seconds, if not more. Mm. And that's what – they were in the mix, right? Yeah. It was the nine car, the 34. He had just passed the nine car back, and it was going to be a little bit of a pit competition to get off pit road – which at that point you're waiting on fuel anyway, but he had beaten the 34 off pit road on the, the sequence before that because he was in pit stall one. Mm. So he just merged right in front of him because the rolling time was so much better. So really if they execute there as a team, right? I, at the end of the day, Dan and I, and I, I, I guess I just, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, not an accolade, but I don't, know. I don't know. I'm just proud of Daniel in the way he, he handled it because he got out and he said, we win and lose the team, right? It's devastating, but we win and lose the team. And he's, you know, that I, I admire that. That's the word I admire that. And for him to get out and just say that and own it, because when I'm sure when he gets back and look at it, he's going to say, and I don't know how easy it is to, I've never done it, how hard it is to stop on your sign or how easy it is to stop on the sign. But it's a, it's a very, very important part of the pit stop now. Yeah. Um, and that is exactly why, because if, if you don't, you know, you're asking these guys to be perfect to do, you know, at, at ovals, nine second stops, right? They're at 11 second stops. You're asking them to be perfect and do their so job, when, right? When you, when you jump off the wall, do you already have your spot kind of picked out knowing that you're going to hit your knees if, and you're banking on the car being within a six to eight inch range? I do. Yeah. Um, probably within a foot yeah i do and i i think it's and so it, you could yeah you could attest to this i think that some tracks are easier than not than others because there's tracks that we go to where it's like oh you're all over the board today yeah and there's other tracks where they're like damn ryan put it on the sign every time today and there's guys that are better at it too right and there's guys that are better and are worse but some boxes are more slippery than others yeah and it just looked like daniel did like a slow roll into his stall um like a like a stop and a roll almost, yeah. which is the like I feel like the worst thing yeah you could do, um, but yeah that that cost those guys you know it cost them the race but also a shot at the playoffs and and you could see that that the heat is on them especially for the next two races so man it just goes to show how perfect you have to be one tiny mistake super pumped shifting gears for the thirty four guys so a list off they they are gonna be the fifty four the fifty four fastest on pit road again they have been the last couple of weeks we have talked enough about them this yeah, year and they were the pit crew champs at wilkesboro yep, we so already they, gave them dogs we already know out. they're dogs they're dogs every week but these boys here on the 34 car the underdogs yeah the the underdogs the underdogs of the week uh who we got scotty brzowski front tire changer he is a stud he's been around a long time old dog older than he's me he's old dog uh, new tricks. Yeah, well, that's the nice part about this team, because you got old dogs like him, and Josh Leslie, rear tire changer, old dog. champion of the sport, changed tires for uh, the eighteen. Kyle Busch. Are these are these guys RFK guys? 
They no, they are front, front row, row guys. Front row they hired their own guys. Really? Yep. Oh. Especially for that car. I think they train at Gibbs. Hmm. And then in the middle you got Ricky Rose. Ricky Rozier, yeah. He's uh he's the Dumb. fueler. Yeah, I'm sure that you've worked with Ricky before. You know you Rick, you've seen him around and Caleb Dirks. Dog. And then, and then Young Dog, Paul Steele. Little guy? Tire carrier. Little dog? No, he's not little. He's big He's dog. just young. Young dog? Yeah, he's just young. Um, so, man, super pumped for those guys and obviously being led by our friend Travis Peterson. Oh, dog. He, that's a tough spot to be in when you're with a team that's going to win a, you know, a, a big race like Indy. You can only mess it up. Yeah. So the heat's on and, you know, they come down there and having veteran guys that have won a lot of races like Scott Brzezowski and Josh Leslie to lead that team and, and you know, execute. Get that thing full of fuel and the wheels tight. Go out there and, and they, you know, end up holding off a team like the nine car. It's one of the best teams in the sport. So, no easy task. Those guys got it done. You know what else isn't going to be easy? What? This weekend, double backwards stops, two in a row. Mm. Watkins Glen tight pit boxes and downhill. A really downhill. Do you guys Big ideally? Time. Do you if you have a a early pit road box choice do you try to pick on the flat let me tell you what crew chiefs pick tell whatever me. they think is going to be best for rolling time okay yep that's it they don't care about elevation nah, change not a, not a flying handshake hmm. nope um yeah whatever's the best for rolling time and it's our job to it's we, our job we had, to, a fuel, we had a fuel can uh penalty last year this is an easy one because the pit boxes are shorter so with the pit boxes being shorter you guys will turn the wheels to the left to get out of the pit box which they're, the gas man's already plugged in like the opposite way they usually do. So they're in an awkward position anyway. And it doesn't take much to get their Schultz heads hung up in there. Um, combat that with you guys leaving and kind of fishtailing out. That thing gets stuck in there and it's going for a ride. Mm. But can't do that. The old hockey coach himself, Brian Holland from Gibbs, his, his old uh, wise tale would say if that gas can's going down pit road, you better be attached to it <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah that's the old that's the old wise tale so we'll see the execution is going to be the main theme this weekend but if we get a couple cautions I, I think this place breeds cautions a little bit more than much less runoff yeah. s's are tight dude mcdowell i was with i was changing tires on mcdowell's car the 95 when he split oh. that thing in half here yeesh Ooh, buddy was that where rudman flipped over no that was uh i was with the six car that year he flipped over like coming to the checkered it was in the like is in the in, s's too yeah he hit the outside wall and came back in into traffic now mcdowell um oh wrecked, off a carousel off a carousel yeah. he went and it spit him back across yeah, the track or that whatever was big wreck. oh baby that was a big wreck need a couple of those hopefully i'm not in one yeah spice it up a little bit i don't really want to see, see it go green and checkered like we saw this past week you know i you know spice what? it up what's one Watkins Glen memory you always think of I mean, low-hanging fruit's going to be the the Brad Marcus Ambrose finish. What about uh, the Matt Kenseth autograph signing? Guy? I dude, I was just about to say that. <laughs> what about the balls on that fan to just go out there, or he was just drunk? One of, probably both, and just ask for a hat sign. Would you sign it? Yeah. See, that's my first red flag on Matt Kenseth. He didn't sign that guy's stuff. Second one is that he pulled in Martinsville. But anyway, that's all I got for the week. Yeah, if some guy hops the fence and wants to go you to sign a hat, sign the damn hat. The guy's going to jail. Yeah. At least sign the man's hat. Yeah. Just not, you know, hey. That guy probably wouldn't want his hat signed after he watched that shit at Martinsville, though. Probably not. He's or like, good thing. Out. Probably not. What about when Tony Stewart shit his pants at Victory Lane? 
Yeah. It's one of all timers. Uh, he just drove to his bus. <laughs> he was like in a white fire suit. It's Damn tough. it. Tough look. Ugh. Well, tough look. We'll yeah, that's a good. That's a good Watkins Glen memory. Memorable ones. This and then weekend. Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see if anything else is memorable this weekend. Hopefully, I don't make any memories like Tony Stewart did. Don't poop yourself, man. I'll try not to. We'll see. Could get out of hand. Could get a little crazy. We got some. We got some uh, penny for your thoughts questions that are pretty crazy. Chuck, hit me. All right, penny for your thoughts at Riverboy sixty six two six sixty two. Wants to know, after the race, NASCAR officials appear to hook up a computer to the cars. What exactly are they doing, and what information are they gathering? Uh, just EFI data. Make sure there's no shenanigans there. Um, I believe they check multiple different things. I don't really know uh, exactly what they check, but I also know, my in my case, we get Hendrick engines, so they are consistently hooking that thing up and checking, making sure that you know all cylinders are firing, all the fuel air mixture is looking like it's supposed to just to make sure there's no issues so that laptop tells you a lot of stuff all right got one it comes from ben m and he says congrats Corey, on the contract extension well deserved that being said considering you and your team have only improved this year what are future expectations for you inspire are the playoffs for next year on the horizon uh yeah yeah i, I don't think that we I think that we started this first half of the year comparable to the 34 last year. And I feel like I have made some mistakes, whether it be just pit road penalties or just uh, there's, there's some things I need to clean up behind the wheel to maintain track position. We have, when we have a good driving car. So if we can clean those up and bring some cars with a little more pace, like we have been lately, I do think that we can be in a similar situation as Michael McDowell this year, continue to work on my road course racing skills, try to get better with that. But I, I do think there is a lot of potential for us to make a playoff run next year, I hope. You know, and, and you also got your wild card chances at Atlanta and Daytona and Talladega. So we'll certainly be loaded for bear for that. But we need to get a little more consistent, a little less hot or cold, uh, clean those up, some things behind the wheel and, and things in terms of setup. So, yeah, a lot. there are some tangible things that we're going to work on to make us better. And I'm excited to, uh, to see how those come about. Penny Stacker. Of the week, two of them, two sisters. Uh, we go, Sparks, Leanne, and I went to uh, St. Elmo's, sitting there having a nice steak dinner. And there was a family from, I don't know exactly where they were from, at the next table over. And their two daughters wearing Chevrolet shirts were like just super starstruck to see me. And it was just, it was funny how they, they were just so giddy. They said so they listened to the podcast, so shout out Ella and Addison from St. Elmo's. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Hope you guys had fun this weekend. You guys are the penny stackers of the week. You guys are the penny stackers of the week, too. That's all we got today. Make sure you tweet us your questions, hashtag penny for your thoughts. Also, make sure you guys like, download, share, rate, review, do all the things. And tune in to Spare Change this weekend, breaking down all things Walking Glen. And who is it going to be also next week guys we have a surprised co-host coming in we're going to break down a lot of things great perspective excited to have them on the show next week so you do not want to miss that and this is stacking pennies presented by mobile one talk to y'all next week bye